0: Welcome to another episode of live at the family barbecue. It's your boy Amir. Hey, uh, here to talk to you all again about what's been going on. Peace and blessings to all of you. You feel me? Um, a lot of stuff going on, man. A lot of good stuff. Uh, summer is quickly approaching i know a lot of you are in the gym right now getting your summer bodies right you know seeing what you're going to do uh in vegas or miami this memorial day when you go out there and act the ass so you know get it in get it right get it tight and uh when you get back be ready to go to church so you can uh you know pray all those sins away that you all getting ready to do you heard me all right so you know Just wanted to talk to you all real quick I have a a special guest next week Well the interview is next week But I don't know if the episode Will be next week, it might be the following week But I got a very Very special guest Dope dude Um Actually, uh, I'll give you a little bit But he helped uh, Not helped, but he wrote The uh LeBron uh James uh, Muhammad Ali documentary that's getting ready to come out He actually wrote the whole thing Um, and then Antoine Fuqua Of course is producing and directing it But, uh, he wrote it He wrote the, uh, What's My Name Muhammad Ali doc, that'll be coming out I believe on Showtime Uh, next week, or this week The 14th, I think that's this week, let me check Yeah, I think it premieres the 14th, so Tuesday And, um Looking forward to seeing that. You heard me? So, very special guest. I'm sure I have plenty of wisdom about Muhammad Ali. He's been a big researcher of him. Um, working with LeBron and Maverick Carter and Antoine Fuqua. I mean, he's been working with some legends to get this project out there, man. So, he's really really a dope dude, man, behind the scenes. Uh, not even behind the scenes, but I guess one of the people you don't see, but he's a writer. So, uh, he's obviously very present. Um, but yeah, so I think it'd be dope to get him on here to talk about some of that. So that will be going down next week. Oh, uh, what else? So, quick story. Quick story, quick story, quick story. Um, I'm getting a call right quick. My homegirl does it right, man. Let me tell her I hit her right back. I hit you right back. She's helping me with this, uh, game I'm putting together. Yeah. Anyway, so quick story, man, like, I don't know what's going on with people. Honestly, I really, 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 really don't. Um, I think, I don't know if it's something in the air. I don't know if it's, is it social media culture? I don't know, but it seems like people's. Interactions with one in the like, I don't know, it feels like I don't know, I don't even want to say it's a lot of people, but I feel like nobody should be moving like this, bro. So, two quick stories, and um, i get into just a few little topics we got. Uh, so, today I am, uh, went to the gym this morning, I was in there at like six o'clock. Yeah, got in there at 6 a.m. Early morning joint. So, so I know the Warriors is playing. They're actually getting ready to come on right now as I'm recording this. But, you know, business got to get done. So, I'm finna do this. You feel me? Um, so, uh, coming out the gym. Going to Vons like I usually do afterwards. Get a little something to eat, uh, you know, to get ready uh, for the rest of the day and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, as I'm coming out of the line, I see... Uh, This lady, maybe a little bit older than me, she might have been... Nah, I mean, she might have been, like, early 40s, late 30s, something like that. But she had on a Peter Tosh t-shirt. Super dope t-shirt. Like, crazy. I don't even think I... That's the first time i really seen someone with a Peter Tosh t-shirt. Peter Tosh is the reggae legend. He taught uh, Bob Marley how to play the guitar. This is him. He's He's one of those guys. Like, he's a staple in the culture. So... As I'm um, Coming out I was like Man I want to compliment her On her t-shirt And uh, You know As she had got it on I said Hey yo um, That t-shirt is Super dope Like Peter Tosh Is one of my favorite uh, Artists That was it Literally That shirt is dope Peter Tosh Is one of my favorite Artists of all time This heifer." Gave me the stankest of stank faces. I didn't even say anything. Like I would have felt better if she said okay or I don't care or something. Like she literally said nothing. Just like the stankest of stank faces. I was like, be what? But you know, I I held back. I said, well, you don't, you have a good day. I walked off. Now. Maybe she didn't know Who Peter Tosh was She could have been illiterate I never I mean you never know She might not have been able To read the shirt That she put on her back I have no idea But I'm pretty sure She knows how to read And she knew what t-shirt She had on this morning Even if you didn't And I say That's a fly t-shirt That's nice Like It's one of my favorite artists Usually A person with the most Basic of manners will tell you thank you or uh, that's what's up good looking I appreciate that nothing like what's going on and this is another I mean you know and this. Is a, I'm putting it out there I mean there was a black woman too man I'm like yo like why you know why like I mean, did you think I was finna hit on you? Did you? I mean, I don't know. Like my my, I was just mind boggled that someone would sit there and really just not even respond to someone complimenting them on what they had on. So that was just the weirdest shit. Like just the weirdest shit. And like I, I it just had me thinking. Like I really don't know what the fuck people be going through, man. Like I really don't. I really don't know what people be going through You know, that's that's a spirit Somebody walking around with Where, you know, you could get a compliment And then just give that stank, ugly face But, you know, God bless her But the thing is, she's not the only one And uh, I'm going to fast forward to this other story So that was earlier this morning And then around the afternoon time I went out uh, to a coffee shop With one of my homegirls And... We were sitting there Chopping it up Talking She just got back From the Dominican Republic said so she enjoyed it But she hates to fly So we was both in there Talking about You know Flying She hates to fly I like to fly You know We just talking about it Now it's a white dude that, that sits next to me Now this guy And I'm just telling you How I said it And this is no disrespect To him or nothing Like when I seen him I was like He's dressed very humble and what I mean by that, I was like, man, like, the dude, I mean, he looked, it was, like, kind of hippie-ish, but, like, the clothes was, like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is the homie, like, he down on his luck a little bit? Homeless. That's, I'm just going to say, I didn't know. Like, he kind of looked. It wasn't super bad. wasn't, like, you know, he's stalking no shit like that. But it was just, I was just like, oh, all right. He was like, yo, can I sit next to you? Like, yeah, absolutely, man. Boom, sat down. So he's over there while me and, uh, the homie is talking and i guess as we're talking he overhears it and uh he starts talking to her like yo like i hate to fly too and we all just start chopping it up it's a good conversation and um you know we just start back and forth talking he's like man yeah I hate flying and then next week uh, well not next week But two weeks from now I gotta go to France And I'm like Oh France I was like But you hate to fly So would you Go on to France for? Matter of fact Let me backtrack a little bit So uh, he started talking about You know Oh man yeah I got a, a clothing line I do this and that um, You know Very humble man I, uh, You know I just got a little clothing line Boom And um, I was like Alright well shoot Let me uh, Give me your Instagram Like I wanna support Like Straight off the back as soon as he said he had a clothing line boom like alright cool like I want to support what's the Instagram at least let me follow and then I'll get something you know at some point like I'm gonna cop something and he's like oh yeah man cool appreciate that we keep talking then he gets to the part where he talks about he's going to France <laughs> he says yeah I'm going to France uh, and this is the second time, I was like, what happened the first time? Well, the first time, man, I almost had a panic attack, panic attack, heart attack, almost died as the thing was lifting off. I had to tell my friend to, uh, I was going to tell him to pull the pull the plane over, stop the plane. And I'm like, pull the plane over, stop the plane. I was like, what type of, what type of friends you got, bro? We was just going to pull the plane over. But I was like, all right, I ain't say nothing then. And then... I asked him What you going to France for this time And he was like Oh well Excuse me He said Oh well my clothing line uh, We did a partnership with uh, Nike before Big partnership And um, Yeah we're going to do another one And I'm actually opening up uh, You know my own factory So I can start printing my clothes out of there just the way i just told you that super humble super boom 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 and i was like damn well i got ambitions of like you know doing the same thing i'm to start a little clothing line shit like that you know and you know i always wanted to wear my own clothes and he was like look man he was like i'll tell you you know whatever you want to know i is gave me his number boom gave me his instagram we parted ways i looked up at his joint uh, and what I seen was, of course, he did a partnership with Nike, so of course you didn't oh, all right, Nike. You said previously you worked with them. LeBron had his stuff on, and some of the pictures, he was talking about a few pictures with LeBron. And then I go to, uh, I got some other pictures and stuff, because he does photography as well. I came to find out, man, this guy was one of Kanye's photographers, man. One of his photographers. Legit. Also did videos, too, and. um you know it just bugged me out like this is a dude that i was sitting next to in the coffee shop i thought he looked like uh you know look like a low-key bone no disrespect you know i you know look like a hippie white dude and um you know and through us talking at that table but you know me giving him that respect um you know Being genuinely interested in how he was doing, how his day was going, us chopping it up, and then, you know, before I even knew any of the stuff who he had done things with, like, as soon as he had said he had his color line, it was like, boom, you know, I want to support. Like, that was before anything, before he told me any of the other shit. You know so uh you know of course that led to him saying yeah you know give me his information like boom let's work so I say all that to say um you just never know who you talking to man like you literally never know who you talking to you never know the people who are around you sitting beside you on the bus at the coffee shop in line at the movies like you just never know and like as I was thinking like of that whole thing like I was like man this lady like you know, I didn't know who she was either. But I'm like, she don't know who I am. Like, you never know, and you know, that could have been a blast, uh, been a blessing block for her. You know what I'm saying? Never know what you know. Resources I might have had that she could have used. Not saying it would have even got to that point, but it's just like, you know, it's just the energy you give off. So uh, it was like two completely opposite things that had happened. Uh, in the same day And the results Were so crazy Like I just felt like Sharing it Because like I said We come in contact With so many people And it can literally Just be the smile You know You saying Somebody looks nice uh, you Like their clothes They smell nice I don't know Whatever it could be And um, You know You never know What it's going to lead to Not saying you should do it Because you think It's going to lead to something But just doing it Because it's genuine we human beings We all like to be uh, You know Encouraged and felt like uh you know what we saying has value in it you know so uh you know i could tell you know after the fact it was like man he probably really appreciated you know some folks like listening to him about that fear this deep fear he had of find and you know respecting it and then you know that led to what it led to so that's my thing for today man just spread those positive or that positive energy keep it flowing and um you know it's gonna get you as far as you want it to take you keep that energy flowing so uh since we done with the message uh we're gonna get into a couple couple things you feel me just a couple things so last episode of course we talked about my guy uh nipsey with the homie Ranisha. She gave a lot of great insight and, you know, it was our chance to kind of vent and talk about our boy uh, Nip Hustle the Great. And, um, you know, a lot of us were, no, nah, I wouldn't even say shocked, but we were just like, man, like, yeah, this is, this is a bitch-ass nigga right here, man. When we found out that this guy, Chris Darden, you know, was representing uh, Eric Holder, the guy who is uh, accused of killing Nipsey, and you know, of course, is guilty until proven innocent. But everything that pretty much like pointed to yes, he he did, he did the shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's pretty, it's pretty cut and dry. He did the shit. So you know, There was a lot of people talking beforehand, like, oh no, this nigga. He must know that he is innocent. Yada, yada, yada. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing it. Um, And I said, you know, all due respect, man, I think that's some bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, one, I mean, we already talked about, uh, you know, he didn't have the. Chris Chris Darden ain't had the money to pay. I mean, not Chris Darden. Eric Holder ain't had the money to pay for Chris Darden. So everybody was. Wondering how that was coming about Was someone else paying for it Was damn He doing it for the free Just because of the publicity of the case There was all sorts of things that were swollen But to me And this is me personally I had always felt like um, It was for the attention You know He hasn't been in the spotlight uh, For anything You know really of this type of proportion since the OJ shit, so um, you know for him to come and it was so quick too. It was like damn, like he didn't even get his shit a chance to breathe. Like he, he was like, I felt like Eric Holder got caught, and the next day Chris Darden was the lawyer. Like it was hella quick, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely thought it was, um, just. It was it was clout. Like I, I I stand on that. I really feel like it was clout. Uh, he knew that man was guilty. I think he was still salty about how as the black community we kicked him off the the fucking island with the OJ shit. And uh, you know, I personally felt like this was a way for him to get back. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like personally I felt like this was a way for him to get back. Period. Period. Point blank period. You know what I mean? And um to hear today, uh, this the part we are getting to, that Chris Gardner stepped down as the lawyer of Eric Holder because he was saying it was death threats and yada, yada, yada. Um, my man. I highly doubt. I mean, it could be. I just don't know if the death threats was more severe than damn the OJ time. And it's not even like, of course, like as a community, we love Nipsey more than OJ. Like, I think that's pretty cut and dry. But, um, at the end of the day, at the time when the OJ shit was happening, it was a climate of just chaos. uh, black versus white we felt like the man was beating on us this is like right after you know on some right past Rodney King type shit and you know black people wasn't trying to see no black man go to jail with a black man trying to represent the team that was sending the black man to jail and you know people shitted on Darden for that And continue to shit on Darden for that, and I honestly, in my heart, feel like he knew the case was an L from the jump, but he knew it was publicity, and he goddamn knew that that was gonna rub the community the wrong fucking way, like, you know what I'm saying, so... I absolutely think he did that shit on purpose And uh, to me that's exactly why he dropped out so quick He said it was death threats or something And I'm like homie I really believe he was getting death threats around the OJ time That's, that's a fact And um, on top of that uh, If you think that man is innocent Like fuck everything else if you feel like he innocent And I'm sure usually Most lawyers take the case Because hey He's supposed to be innocent Like I'm gonna get this man off If he ain't do the shit But You know If you just step down It's like mm, You know no, uh, that, that to me proves He ain't He knew he wasn't innocent He wasn't ever in it For the right reasons Me personally Cause I'm not about to sit there And let somebody go to jail Who I believe is innocent So Let someone go to jail who didn't do it if I'm him because I believe he's innocent. Go to jail uh, because, you know, of these death threats and whatnot. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, the people gonna wanna know who really did the shit. You feel me? So if you stepping down because he guilty, that's different. But you saying it's because of death threats. Oh, okay. So you about to let an innocent person go to jail by your, you know, by what you had said, you know. Are you taking the case of the innocent? So, yeah, that was, that was disgusting, man. But, you know, shout out to Chris Darden, man. Uh, he played himself. And, uh, yeah, oh, well, on to some black power news, though. Some positive black power news. The beautiful, brilliant, sexy, gorgeous, uh, Rihanna. Rihanna has just joined the Moet Hennessy Louis Vuitton family as, you know, uh, one of the new creators who will be under there and she'll have her own line up underneath that branch. So, uh, I believe some of the other ones are, uh, Chanel, Dior, I'm sorry, uh, Dior, uh, Givenchy, Celine and Fendi, uh, are all lines that are underneath there. So she will be the first black female, uh, luxury brand. Uh, owner uh, in that group. You know, so that's a big shout out to her. I believe she's gonna she already has been given uh, plenty of opportunities. I know her big thing is giving women of all sizes uh access to her savage Fenty line. Um so I think this is super dope because it'll be um to be bringing a lot more people of color into that industry which i'm sure she will be looking to promote and empower who will in turn probably you know move on start their own companies. so hopefully this thing just keeps branching out but you know you just got to give a salute to her because i think her last album came out maybe like three years ago 2016 and uh, ever since that last album she's just been going super hard on her business side of it she's setting everything up, you know what I'm saying? For her to build wealth uh for herself, the people coming after her. And not even just that, um you setting an example, you setting a bar, you giving all of us motivation that we can go out there and do something fly, like the way you did it, you know. So I appreciate that. Um super proud of her like I damn know her. And um, you know, that just got me in the mode to go way harder. So Hopefully it's doing all the same things for you all, man. Just take that energy that she had to, you know, just go out there and get it done because she's the first one. You know, there's plenty of people who didn't came out before her, uh, and haven't done it. So she, she defied the odds and uh, she's done it. So whatever those odds are in your life right now that you think is stacked against you, man, get up and, you know, tie up those Nikes and uh, get on that marathon, man, so you can make it happen. Like, seriously, so Shout out to Rihanna Can't wait to uh, See what she comes out with Man, hopefully she uh, Got some shit that ain't lingerie Like, you know, I'm pretty sure it ain't just I I know it's not lingerie, actually So cool, I can get my You know, my peoples, you know Some of the homies, my homegirls And my family and them some t-shirts And shit like that, maybe So, uh, you know, little wallets All types of little shit, so you know shout out to her man definitely want to get out there and support like we all got to get behind that because she she just the first one but she won't be the last all right so that's that okay now what we got to get to is damn Aisha Curry damn Aisha I fucks with you Aisha I really do I fucks with you yeah. You know you've been one of our favorite Basketball couples You know it's only a few we look to It's LeBron and Savannah D. Wade and Gabrielle Union uh, You know Mello and Lala um, sure some other ones But At the mountaintop of that shit For the last I want to say about four years Aisha and Steph have been elevated to that mountaintop of power couple in the NBA. She had the games. They got the three kids. They've been together since high school. You know, a lot of the similarities with Savannah and LeBron, you know. Um, you know, and they're just out there always with her parents and you know they did the, they the good solid couple you know she covers herself up she you know I believe she had even talked about girls uh you know being too skimpy on the internet and shit and looking for attention and all of that yada 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 whoop de whoop de whoop and you know Steph is Steph you know he's the golden boy of the NBA and um, you know they just been elevated to that position you know maybe rightfully so who knows him and you know they kind of wanted to though because they like to be out there savannah and lebron you know savannah more low-key but um you know she went on a red table talk with you know auntie jada and the not the question but yeah kind i guess kind of the question the question of why um she isn't getting you know attention you know her husband is this superstar and he has all these girls throwing themselves at him and you know she's the wife and she doesn't feel like she gets that attention like people even just wanting her not saying she's gonna do something but people wanting her yada 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 and um you know she this this is what she said you know she she kind of she kind of she misses that you know looks for it um and hasn't received it Really feels like she hasn't So What I want to get to Motherfuckers was talking About Aisha Finding shit This and that All over the internet Probably since they won That first championship So I don't even know Where she got that from So maybe she not online Or maybe she was talking About strictly in person Like niggas trying to Pop at her But um, yeah, I've, yeah I've heard plenty of people Say like Aisha Is bad But you know you, you know what it is Aisha. They know you fucking married And they respect your husband Like that's just That's just what it is bro Like that's That's literally Just what it is Um You know Steph is under A a supreme microscope You know what I'm saying So You know He's one of the biggest NBA players in the world So of course You know It's gonna be Thoughts groupies That come after him On that tier You know As the wife it's just not, that ain't usually how it happens, like, and I found, I feel like when dudes know the girl got the wedding ring on, like, for the most part, for the most part, they like, nah, nigga, we good, I ain't, ain't finna play with you, you know, that man will really kill for you type shit, you know, we ain't, ain't even finna fool with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. It's more so respecting. And, like, everybody knows, nigga, that you was married. It ain't like some of everybody knows. So, of course, Steph is going to get that, like, because at the end of the day, man, like, when it comes to these, uh, when it comes to men with, you know, women, like, that should be real disrespect, bruh. Like, that should be real disrespect. It don't matter if they got a girlfriend, two girlfriends, a wife, two wives. Like, it's going to be somebody else trying to talk to him you all know, outwardly and I don't know where that energy comes from I really don't know but I just know it exists because I've seen it before like motherfuckers women will be a lot more aggressive about going towards a man who's married as opposed to men going to a woman who married is just that's just a fact though and I'm willing to let people come on here and talk about that but yes that's a fact so uh that was one thing so i think that's genuinely what what's going on the second part is i just think we in a culture where People feel like everything has to be on the internet. I know it's an internet show, and Auntie Jada probably, you know, you all just up there talking, but everything ain't for the internet, man. And we know it's men and women who feel like that. Like, man, damn, I wish some bitches would talk to me. I wish these niggas would talk to me. You know, whatever. And, uh... You know, so we know it exists But at the end of the day, like Niggas is not finna get up here and start verbalizing that shit Like, man, nigga, my wife is everything But god damn I want some of these hoes to come after me I don't wanna do nothing with them Don't wanna do nothing with them But I just wanna know that they want me Even if he feel that way That shit is never getting verbalized Ever Not if he's smart So, um you know i was a little bit like shocked when i heard her say that shit not again this is me saying i don't think she meant nothing by it but i think it's a part of the atmosphere the culture we've created where it's like everything got to be said and everything like no like that's something you talk about with honestly i thought that shit was crazy to even say in front of the nigga mom i wish my wife would say some shit like that in front of my mama nigga what Hell no. You know, but your homegirls, your mama, your daddy, somebody, like, yeah. Or nigga, write it in your diary. Nigga, I don't know. Get a therapist. Like, talk to them about the shit. But that portion of your relationship, like, don't need to be put out there into the open. You know what I'm saying? Because the only person who gonna have to answer questions about that shit is not you. Like, it's going to be Steph that's going to have to answer questions about that again because he the one with the microscope. So now it's like, oh, Uh is it that you're not pleasing your wife? Is you not giving her enough attention? Like, what's wrong? Why would she feel like that? And even if they're not saying it, like, interviewers and shit after the game, like, yes, there's people asking them on the side. Guarantee you this niggas talking shit during the game, saying shit like that. Like, nigga, your wife want me, da-da-da, she want me to holler. Some, you know, because of that conversation. That's just a fact, you know, once you put that into the atmosphere and it becomes... You know, a reality for everybody to absorb. The only one that has to take that for real is Steph, and that's fucked up. Like I don't care what nobody say. Even if he don't probably feel no way about it, it's about him having extra shit to deal with. You know what I'm saying? That's unneeded. Like it's needed. Like it's really just not no point in putting it out there like that. Is what I'm saying. There's no point in putting that portion of it out there. Um, You know, and it's even different ways that could have been brought up during the conversation, you know, to leave him out of it, you know, and herself. So I just think that's, uh, yeah, that shit is crazy. And you seen he went on there and saved her on Instagram today, talking about block out the BS, yada, yada, yada. I'm glad we started the conversation. Fellas, listen, ladies, listen. If your wife or your husband say some stupid ass shit, Guaranteed At least This is what they supposed to do Your other one The other spouse Is supposed to come out And represent for you Regardless Nah it wasn't like that Yada 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 Why? Because outside of our house Nigga everything is straight Ain't finna be No bickering We not on different sides of the shit That's how you run a good house Period That's how you run a good house But no man Wanna hear about her, his husband or his wife wanting or feeling like she needed attention from somebody else just because nobody wants to hear that. Even if you don't care, you don't want to hear that. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's that's just all it was but I really don't think Aisha meant nothing by it and uh, I still think they, you know, they great, they dope people and uh, shout out to them. I still got Warriors and Six even though by the time I put this up they will either have Won or lost So I got a 50% chance of being right So I'm going to just put it out there They won in 6 Boom But that would be the show for today uh, Again look out for that interview next week uh, With my guy Stephen Lagarde uh, He wrote the Who Am I documentary For Muhammad Ali We'll have him on here Recording it next week Might be up the week after But we'll let you know And Um yeah uh like i said earlier man keep giving out that good energy that good vibrations that love that peace and it'll come back to you that's on god and now so enjoy your weekend uh with love and light i send this out to y'all enjoy everything you all doing this weekend and uh, yeah akuna matata niggas peace